opening our eyes to what the Lord is doing in our lives next on Abounding Grace. I know we're studying Elisha, but Elisha was real. We're going to meet him one day in heaven. And, and there are many more men and women that God is using today, men and women of faith, that, that he is using as a point of his miraculous work on the earth today. I mean, God is working so much, we just need to open our eyes and appreciate it. To open our eyes and enjoy it and, and rejoice in what he's doing. This is amazing grace. We're delighted to share the next half hour together with you and welcome to Abounding Grace. Pastor Ed Taylor is in the midst of a study in 2 Kings. Find your place in chapter 4 as I bring you up to speed. There's a wonderful picture here of God's faithful provision in our lives, as well as how to move from death to life or from hungry to full. And maybe that's exactly what you need to hear right now. As you're wondering how to cover rent at the end of the month, or you're living an adulterous life and looking for a way out, here's Pastor Ed with part two of From Death to Life, Hungry to Full. We just need to be reminded of the provision of God and to have the confidence that God is going to provide for whatever impossibilities before you. Even if you try to figure it out, even if you do you know, maybe I share my story and everyone, in, everyone listening going, man, Ed, you are messed up because I'm not like that. But just in case there's someone like me, God is faithful to build up in you the kind of faith that you need to trust him. I know you can't figure it out and I know the calculator is not working. You know, every, you're doing it three, four times, and it's still coming up the same number. God is faithful. And he can do the miraculous God is not just limited by our mathematical abilities. He's not just limited by what we offer him and say, oh, that's all. We only have, we only have these 20 loaves. Well, yeah, that's all we have, but what are 20 loaves in the hand of God? I don't think the numbers matter anymore. And the answer to the doubts and fears that we have, the anxieties that are always knocking in our door, waking up in the middle of the night wondering what's going to happen is faith. It's the faith that God gives to us. The Bible says that he's given to us all a measure of faith. That, that our faith is increased how? By the word of God. By the meal. These two things go together. Death in the pot, man, add the meal. Get back into the word. There's anxiety of provision and what is God going to do? Because God, you know, this situation is going to require the miraculous. And don't you need a Elisha around to go, I know. He does it all the time. Someone to come along and build your faith. Someone to come along and remind you of his faithfulness. You know, like Elisha, we know that God is faithful and good. Anybody amen to that? Is anyone, is that not something? We know. We know. We know both by knowledge and experience. We know not just by the hearing of the ear, but we also know by, by, by God doing it. 
in our lives. That's one of the reasons why we share our testimony, isn't it? Because our testimonies are simply illustrations of the faithfulness of God. We had a testimony night too long, not too long ago, and, and as, as those folks were coming up to share their testimony, and even we ran out of time, so many wanted to share, that, that they're, they're sharing the testimony of God's faithfulness in their lives. And, and, and the reason why we like to do that is because sometimes you just need to hear it from someone you're sitting next to. You just need to hear, this is real. I, I know we're studying Elisha, but Elisha was real. We're going to meet him one day in heaven. And there are many more men and women that God is using today, men and women of faith, that, that he is using as a point of his miraculous work on the earth today. I mean, God is working so much, we just need to open our eyes and appreciate it. To open our eyes and enjoy it and, and rejoice in what he's doing. And I know it's scary. What are we going to do? What, you know, verse 43, what, shall I set this before a hundred men? Andrew says, what are these among so many? That's the facts. But God is able to trump the facts. He's able to work beyond that. We must choose. In times like these, we must choose to believe based upon the facts of God's faithfulness. It's a choice we make. Because Elisha here believes and acted, telling his servant, set the bread out. And what was the result? Plenty for everyone. But he didn't just say set the bread out. He said in verse 43, give it to the people that they may eat for thus says the Lord, they shall eat and have some left over. Turn over to Philippians chapter four with me. Two more things. Philippians chapter four. This is the second time that we learned through Elisha's life and ministry that we're to bring what we have to the Lord. Do you remember the first time we learned that with Elisha? It was the, the oil. Go get the containers and bring me what you got. What do you got? I got some oil. Bring it here. And go get some containers. And we learned, didn't we, that the oil lasted as long as they had containers. And when the last container was filled, the oil was done. Just bring what you have. It's not much, but it's what I got. Yes, bring what you have. I have a little bit of oil. Bring what you have. Consecrate it to the Lord. This is the second time. And Paul knew this in his own life. Philippians chapter 4, verse 17. And if you were to come today and the topic of our testimony night was God's provision, you'd be able to share a story or two as well of how God came through and was faithful to provide even when all hope was lost. Notice what he says in verse 17, Philippians chapter 4. Paul says, not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. Indeed, I have all and abound. I am full, having received from Epaphroditus the things which are sent from you, a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to the Lord well-pleasing to God. And what does he say in verse 19? He encourages us. And he says, and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory 
by Christ Jesus. That's been handed down to us. I have a little note here in my Bible um, to remind me. That's been handed down in a principle in ministry for us, both church and personally, is where God guides, God provides. We don't always know how he's going to provide, so you can't kind of predict that. But where God guides, he provides. God has promised to supply all of your needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. How many of your needs? All of your needs. And so the difficulty at times in our lives is that we confuse our needs and our wants and those things get muddied up at times because we're just human. We're just human. But God is faithful. Come back now to 2 Kings as we close. I mean, it's such a neat little section. But remember at the end of verse 41? And there was nothing harmful in the pot. Why? Because the flour was put in. Flour speaking to us of bread. Bread speaking to us of the bread of life. The sufficiency of Jesus Christ. The pot, our life. The stew, all the circumstances. Slicing up a few of the gourds that are poisonous. Starting to eat and enjoy life. And go, oh man, there's death in the pot. There's death in the pot. He doesn't say to dump it all out. He says, add a little meal. Add a little flour. And then at the end of verse 44, according to the word of God. All of this happened according to the word of God. This miracle of the miraculous uh, multiplication of the food for these hundred guys. So much more that they had leftovers. The true shepherd providing all that we need. And I tie them together because, you know, there's nothing in the pot because of the word of God. I tie them together because I'm reminded that as soon as I begin, in the, the very second that I turn my attention toward God, the very moment I begin to open up the word is the very moment that God begins to work. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And it doesn't matter where you're reading in the Bible. It doesn't matter if you're reading in Leviticus or the Gospel of John. God is going to build your faith by revealing himself as faithful. And he is, so, he is so confident, you could say, God is so confident in who he is that he put it down in writing for you. He says, you test me on this. You know, one of the times where the Bible speaks of testing is in the realm of giving, in the realm of relational giving, you know, being generous. You test me on this. And, and in that work, there is, there is freedom in life that comes by throwing that flour, putting the meal back in. It's as simple as that. You've been away from the Lord lately. There's been death in the pot of your life. You found yourself distant from God or discouraged, in a place of hopelessness or just, just wondering, what is God doing? The way to, the, the way to find life to come back to the word to come back to the word no matter how long you've been gone just come back to the word because the word is going to bring you back toward God you're going to open up yourself to even, even those of you that are here tonight maybe some of you didn't even plan to be here tonight but because you're here God began to work to build you up in your faith you turn the Bible says you draw near to God what he'll draw near to you and in many ways, it's, it's representative of gathering together of the saints. It's representative of not forsaking the gathering together of saints. 
And if there's a Saturday meeting, I want to be there. And if there's a Wednesday meeting, I want to be there. I'll even be there on Sunday and I'll serve second. Ter- I, know, I want to be among the saints. And even there are times, isn't there, I need to be among the saints. <laughs> it's not just I want it, but I need it. I, I want to be encouraged. I want to hear a word. I, I want to draw near. And so there was nothing harmful in the pot because they obeyed Elisha threw the meal in, and God miraculously removed the poison that quickly. And they set it before them. They ate and had some left over. Why? According to the word of God. That was the promise of the word of God. What did Elisha say? Give them the food. God said they're going to have leftovers. Then what's the very next verse? They ate and there were leftovers. Why? According to the word of God. So that when you're reading the scriptures, You're not just adding the flour. You're not just adding the bread. You're not just trying to to take the word and say, okay, God, I'm going to open the Bible. And and because I'm opening the Bible, you're going to deal with, and you're just going to change. No, 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 no. It's not not just simply opening the Bible and, and coming and expecting this. But it's also stepping in and taking the promises of God, especially the ones that speak to you, and holding fast to them. Why? Because God's word's going to come to pass. And at the end of the day, what's it going to say? according to the word of God. It won't be according to your word, and it won't be according to the opinion of man, and, and it won't be according to some Facebook post. Oh, and all this miraculous thing happened according to the post Facebook. No, but according to the word of God, it's happened then, it's happening now, and it's going to happen until the coming of Jesus Christ. And so this is an exhortation for all of us, a reminder, the path from death to life The path from being hungry to full is the word of God. There's so much there. And and who, who is the word of God? Not just what is the word of God, but who is the word of God? Jesus. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word is God. So good. So Lord, we draw near to you tonight. Just bring what you have. It's not much, but it's what I got. Yes, bring what you have. I have a little bit of, bring what you have. Consecrate it to the Lord. This is the second time. And Paul knew this in his own life. Philippians chapter four, verse 17. And if you were to come today and the topic of our testimony night was God's provision, you'd be able to share a story or two as well of how God came through and was faithful to provide even when all hope was lost. Notice what he says in verse 17, Philippians chapter four. Paul says, not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. Indeed, I have all and abound. I am full, having received from Epaphroditus the things which are sent from you, a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to the Lord, well-pleasing to God. And what does he say in verse 19? He encourages us. And he says, And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That's been handed down to us. I have a little note here in my Bible um, to remind me. That's been handed down in a principle in ministry for us, both church and personally is where God guides, God provides. We don't always know how he's going to provide. 
so you can't kind of predict that. But where God guides, he provides. God has promised to supply all of your needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. How many of your needs? All of your needs. And so the difficulty at times in our lives is that we confuse our needs and our wants and those things get muddied up at times because we're just human. We're just human. But God is faithful. Come back now to 2 Kings as we close. I mean, it's such a neat little section. But remember at the end of verse 41? And there was nothing harmful in the pot. Why? Because the flour was put in. Flour speaking to us of bread. Bread speaking to the bread of life. The sufficiency of Jesus Christ. The pot, our life. The stew, all the circumstances. Slicing up a few of the gourds that are poisonous. Starting to eat and enjoy life. And go, oh man, there's death in the pot. There's death in the pot. He doesn't say to dump it all out. He's just add a little meal. Add a little flour. And then at the end of verse 44, according to the word of God. All of this happened according to the word of God. This miracle of the miraculous uh, multiplication of the food for these hundred guys. So much more that they had leftovers. The true shepherd providing all that we need. And I tie them together because, you know, there's nothing in the pot because of the word of God. I tie them together because I'm reminded that as soon as I begin, in the, the very second that I turn my attention toward God, the very moment I begin to open up the word is the very moment that God begins to work. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And it doesn't matter where you're reading in the Bible. It doesn't matter if you're reading in Leviticus or the Gospel of John. God is going to build your faith by revealing himself as faithful. And he is so, he is so confident, you could say, God is so confident in who he is that he put it down in writing for you. He says, you test me on this. You know, one, one of the times where the Bible speaks of testing is in the realm of giving, in the realm of relational giving, you know, being generous. You test me on this. And, and in that work, there is, there is freedom in life that comes by throwing that flower, putting the meal back in. It's as simple as that. You've been away from the Lord lately, there's been death in the pot of your life. You found yourself distant from God or discouraged in a place of hopelessness or just, just wondering what is God doing. The way, to, the, the way to find life is to come back to the Word. To come back to the Word, no matter how long you've been gone. Just come back to the Word because the Word is going to bring you back toward God. You're going to open up yourself to, even, even those of you that are here tonight, maybe some of you didn't even plan to be here tonight, but because you're here, God began to work to build you up in your faith. You turn, the Bible says, you draw near to God, what? He'll draw near to you. And in many ways, it's, it's representative of gathering together of the saints. It's representative of not forsaking the gathering together of saints. And if there's a Saturday meeting, I want to be there. And if there's a Wednesday meeting, I want to be there. I'll even be there on Sunday and I'll serve second. Ser I, know, I want to be among the saints. And even there are times, isn't there, I need to be among the saints. <laughs> it's not just I want it, but I need it. I, I want to be encouraged. I want to hear a word. I, I want to 
draw near. And so, there was nothing harmful in the pot because they obeyed Elisha, threw the meal in, and God miraculously removed the poison that quickly. And they set it before them. They ate and had some left over. Why? According to the word of God. That was the promise of the word of God. What did Elisha say? Give them the food. God said they're going to have leftovers. Then what's the very next verse? They ate and there were leftovers. Why? According to the word of God. So that when you're reading the scriptures, you're not just adding the flour. You're not just adding the bread. You're not just trying to to take the word and say, okay, God, I'm going to open the Bible. And and because I'm opening the Bible, you're going to deal with, and you're just going to change. No, 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 no. It's not, it's not just simply opening the Bible and, and coming and expecting this, but it's also stepping in and taking the promises of God, especially the ones that speak to you and holding fast to them. Why? Because God's word's going to come to pass. And at the end of the day, what's it going to say? According to the word of God. It won't be according to your word. And it won't be according to the opinion of man. And, and it won't be according to some Facebook post. Oh, and all this miraculous thing happened according to the post Facebook. No, but according to the word of God, it's happened then. It's happening now. And it's going to happen until the coming of Jesus Christ. And so this is an exhortation for all of us. A reminder. The path from death to life. The path from being hungry to full is the word of God. There's so much there. And, and who, who is the word of God? Not just what is the word of God, but who is the word of God? Jesus. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word is God. So good. What a good reminder from the Lord here in 2 Kings 4. We hope you got a lot out of it. Thanks for tuning in to Abounding Grace with Pastor Ed Taylor. And remember, you can hear these studies online anytime you like at calvaryaurora.org. Do a search for From Death to Life, Hungry to Full. Pastor Ed, we learned today that the way to move from death to life, hungry to full, is through the Word of God. Would you take a moment to tell our listeners about a couple of apps we have to offer them that are free and a great way to take in a steady dose of the Word of God? You bet, Larry. We we invest a lot of resources into our electronic technology, uh, whether it's a website or our apps or you know live streams and on and on that goes. And so we have two specific apps that are available to our listeners, absolutely free, that put you in touch with all of the resources. Uh, that are available through Calvary Church. Whether you're looking for resources to uh, share the gospel with a new believer or a new believer welcome pack or a uh, Bible study, all of our Bible studies through the the Bible are available there, the live stream of our services, on and on and on. So go to your App Store, uh, Google Play, or the App Store with your Apple devices, and just put in the words Calvary Aurora, Calvary Aurora, that's C-A-L, V-A-R-Y, and then our city, A-U-R-O-R-A, and both the apps will pop up. One is our church app, and one is our radio station app, and I'd encourage you to get them both. We also turn on the notifications, uh, because I send out an encouragement every day uh, to those of you on our church app, just whatever's on my heart and whatever scripture might have spoken to me. It's short, it's quick, you won't get a thousand a day, you'll get one, maybe two a day, uh, just to encourage you and to build you up as you live out your day for Jesus Christ. So search Calvary Aurora in the App Store and download them. 
Again, just type in Calvary Aurora in your favorite app store, and both apps will pop up for free download. See if this sounds familiar. You make a New Year's resolution to break a bad habit once and for all. And maybe you experience some short-term success, but then that undesirable behavior rears its ugly head again. Is it really possible to break the cycle of addictive behavior? And if so, how? Erwin Lutzer points the way in his insightful book, How to Break a Stubborn Habit. You'll discover it is possible to break a stubborn habit with God's help. Get a copy of this helpful book as we begin 2019 when you support Abounding Grace with a gift of $25 or more. As you do, you'll be helping us continue delivering God's Word on this station in the year ahead. Call toll-free at 877-30-GRACE. That's 877-30-GRACE. Or go online to calvaryaurora.org. You can also write to Abounding Grace, 18900 East Hamden Avenue, Aurora, Colorado, 80013. Well, there's much more to come in 2 Kings. Don't miss a moment of the journey right here on Abounding Grace with Pastor Ed Taylor. This is amazing grace. Abounding Grace is brought to you by Calvary Church, Colorado, 